everyone. Hello. It's Ghosted with Chris and Paige. Today, I'm Chris. I'm Paige. And we have a very, very, very special guest with us today. Today, we have Damien Rucci here. What up? (laughs) Favorite poet, one of the best performers I've seen, and using that medium as his art, like his canvas, I think it's perfect. But I would love to see him get back into music. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> it. One day. One day. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. We're so excited. We connected over Twitter. Yes. I, Twitter has, you know, a lot of people hate on Twitter, and I do too sometimes, but I've met some great people because of Twitter. I kind of so. like it in a way, you know? It's like people all scream at each other, but that's like anywhere <laughs> yeah. in New Jersey, so right. kind of used to it. It feels like home. Right. <laughs> so. See, that, that was my thing. I always feel weird shouting into the void mm-hmm. just because... <laughs> You know, most times you don't expect responses. And when you do get responses, you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it does, I've seen it in action. It helps people connect really well. Um, usually I'm anti Twitter, but like. It worked here because I posted some weird series of tweets and then Mike Seltzer, that's how you say his name? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Chris I always never know how to say his last name, right? <laughs> he tags you guys in mm-hmm. this. You know what I mean? And like, I was like, oh, wait. I also know who's in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> At GWCP underscore podcast on Twitter. Thank you. Yep. Follow them. <laughs> Shout out your Twitter too. Don't feel don't feel shy. At Damien Rucci. Perfect. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Seltzer actually led us this way. Shout and out thank Seltzer. God. We love He's you. He's the best. He, he really is. I don't care if it's diet seltzer, regular <laughs> seltzer, flavored seltzer. He's the best <laughs> all the time. Refreshing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And today, uh, we brought you on here because you have some fucking spooky shit. Yeah. You know, my experience with the paranormal, as I've gotten older, it's kind of changed. It's kind of weird, right? Because I grew up in a perpetually haunted youth, I felt, Mm -hmm. where the paranormal was ever-present. It was part of my family. Uh, It was what I experienced, what I saw. But as I got older, I discounted all of those experiences. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I said, hey, I said, I had a very traumatic youth up until the age of four years old. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, like dissociation and learning about mental illness. I said, these are all just the products of an overactive imagination protecting mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. from the scary big outside world by coming up with other scary things. Yeah. But they have no guilt attached, right? You know, like, yeah. it's not your father has problems, it's the ghost boogeyman, right? Yeah. 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 But then, so I lived in this way, and then as I got a little older, you know, because I'm an old man now, I'm <laughs> gonna be 30 in like two and a half years, but um, now I'm looking back at things. And uh, was, I've had shared experiences, and I think yeah. shared experiences, like, I've had weird shit happen, and like, is it spooky? Yeah. Can it be explained by science? Maybe. I'm not a scientist. It scared me. But when you have an experience with like three to four other people. That's when shit yeah. That's when yeah. shit's weird. fucking weird. Um, and I've had those. And like, I used to do a party trick. Because I, we'd be at a party and I don't know why people would be like, Damien, tell a story. And I'd be all <laughs> drunk and I'd tell some haunted story. And I'd be like, nah, you're kidding, you're kidding. And I always had like three guys who I experienced these and I'd call them. And they'd be like, yeah, it's true. Right? Like, right? Like, <laughs> just like, oh, no, I know why he's calling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? But, um, yeah, my my experiences have, um, like, the one I put on Twitter, I guess I'll talk about first. Yeah, that would be a great segue, like, into everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I grew up in a trailer park. Well, you know, I, 
I lived everywhere. Like, it was one of those. My father had this great idea how to save money. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't pay the rent. So we'd move <laughs> in a different, uh, different apartment every month, right? Yeah. So I'm like the, the mayor of New Jersey. I've lived everywhere. But <laughs> I grew up in a, a trailer park from like five onwards in Hazlitt. Well, West Kingsburg. Mm-hmm. I'll get stabbed if I say that wrong. Um, and my friend Dylan, you know, my mom was at work. Was at work. His mom was at work. My nan would watch us. And so we just patrol the neighborhood. Yeah. And just come up with trouble and fist fights and mm-hmm. adventures and everything, you know? And experience, I'm not sure the future is going to have, you know? Mm-hmm. like Yeah. But there's always scariness mm-hmm. and spooky. We always scare each other and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, there was a trailer next door to my friend Dylan's. And I know this old man lived there. He was a Vietnam veteran. Mm-hmm. I think he might have been missing a leg from my memory. Okay. But he's a very sweet old man. His name was Bill. And Bill passed away. I remember when that happened, and they cleared out his trailer. And I'm not sure, this is where things get weird. Okay. Because me and Dylan discovered that you can, that we can get the trailer. Oh shit, that thing is open. And we're like eight years old, right? So we're not old now. But I was having these nightmares, not nightmares, uh, just like heavy dreams, like super surreal dreams about Dylan and I going into this trailer. Mm And it was like dusk, you know, and it was empty in there, wooden floors, and we would walk in the trailer, then all of a sudden, the entire trailer would turn over onto its side, and there'd be a loud noise, and like, something bad would happen, and that was it. So I had these dreams all the time. Oh, yeah. And, uh, talked to my friend Dylan, and Dylan's like, dude, that happened. we were in there pardon right (laughs) I was like (laughs) but um and he was like telling me about it's like yeah you remember and so then we said okay we made up that part about the trailer turning outside how could the trailer how does the trailer turn upside down so it wasn't until a couple years ago uh I was on LSD and Mm -hmm. I was tripping Mm -hmm. and I was sitting up there just thinking and I had the most frightening realization. Now, this doesn't prove that this is true. Yeah. But uh, perhaps the trailer didn't turn on its side. Perhaps. But I was pulled from my legs to the floor, which altered the way I looked at the trailer. Okay? Because, right? So, because I was... Oh, right? <laughs> so, I, I remember I had that realization... <laughs> And I'm not saying like there was like a weird spooky boy toucher in there. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think so. I just think I don't even think it's a ghost. I hate using the term ghost. Mm-hmm. Cuz I think that the paranormal is a much bigger spectrum than that. Weirder thing. Yeah. I don't I think it's such a a weirder experience because like that, right? Like was that fake? I don't know. I don't think it was, right? I remember yeah. clear as day. Yeah. Right? Like it makes sense, right? Like so if I'm I'm running and I fall. This whole room's gonna be on its Everything side. Yeah. is gonna be exactly the <laughs> right? perspective gets flipped. Literally, if I fall down, I'm gonna be staring at the ceiling. And like that, I call I remember I called my buddy and he was he's living down in Florida now, and I was like, dude. And he was like, you know, like blew our minds like mm-hmm. because I think I was on when I was tripping. I think I just moved a weird way, and I noticed that the room turned. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and you know, when you're tripping, you're like, whoa, man. Like, <laughs> the neurons are, that are firing at different directions are like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I've seen this before. <laughs> wait a minute. I think I get it now. Yeah, and like, I don't know. Uh, that was definitely a bizarre thing. Yeah. And there, I feel like we were just surrounded, utterly surrounded by the paranormal. And like, both of us were mm-hmm. like, 
No, it's honestly, we don't come from the best of stock. The two of us, probably mental illness, you know? And as I get older, I'm like, even if it was, like, like what is it? You know, like, I don't think that discounts yeah, I don't experiences, think- right? So, like, yeah, if I think, if I'm walking down, down the street and I'm a terrible person and I've been abusing people and I've been nasty and stealing and then God comes down from the heavens and kicks me in the nuts and says, don't do that no more. And I say, okay, even if I'm just hallucinating and I stop abusing people, that doesn't matter if God really appeared to kick me in the balls. No, no. I think so, right? No, because you just had yeah, a guy moment with God. Moment. Right? Yeah, exactly. And he assaulted me. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you need a swift, uh, you know, kicking the boys. But at <laughs> this point in time, I think that, you know, what is the differentiation between having faith and understanding that and having something that you don't understand happen to you? It's It's very... Uh, it's a very tiptoe situation, but right. you know, just because like there's faith and that we believe in God, and then there's the chance that maybe heaven isn't exactly what it's described to be, and the afterworld something we to- truly something that we don't have uh, the ability to reflect on or to describe because we just have not. No humans ever been like, yeah, yeah I came back and it was wonderful. Like. 20 days later. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, I think I think the the theory of paranormal things that shook me to my core the most was I had this science teacher in high school, mm-hmm. okay? And a uh, really cool guy. I won't say his name because he's still teaching at Keeper High School. Italian guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, during Halloween or like Christmas break, he'd always do a question and answer in mm-hmm. class. And the people I went to school with, we just asked the most benign, stupid questions, you know, like, and like this man, like, worked on targeting systems mm-hmm. for Middle Eastern countries who aren't supposed to have nuclear weapons, oh. right? In the 70s, like, this dude's like qualified and like a genius yeah. physics. So I asked him about ghosts, about paranormal. Okay, okay. And uh, I thought he was going to shut me down. And he said, you know, as a scientist, I cannot comment on things I can't measure. He's like, I'm not an atheist. I just can't measure God. I can't measure spirituality, so I don't have a scientific opinion on it. He said, but how do we know what we're seeing is the afterlife? He said, I think us people, we're so worried, and we think that time moves from A to B. Yeah. He goes, it doesn't. Tom, time is not linear. No, yeah. it's not. And yeah. that's why I think things overlap. Oh, 100,000. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You know, Agreed. like, you always hear those stories. Like, you've been to Gettysburg. Oh, oh my God. Man. I've been there like six times. I, I want to go so my bad. My friend There's, has a yeah. um, <laughs> an old field hospital that we stayed in for our after prom yeah. in Gettysburg. He's actually coming on next week. Next week to talk about this because he's been going to Gettysburg. He still has the place. I love Gettysburg, dude. I've seen. That's where I've seen some fucking shit, man. Uh-huh. Gettysburg is uh, when I had it after prom. I've probably told the story a million times. There was a ghost in the picture that I didn't realize till four or five years later. I did a project on this picture. Never realized there was a face in between the lattice work on the bridge. Horrifying. Horrifying. Uh, media, media like photographs, mm-hmm. video games too. That level of horror scares me deeper than I think actually experiencing it. Yeah. Because like you were there in that picture, you had your complete world view, and you did not recognize something was wrong. Something, right? Yeah. We have 
quite a few photo evidence of things like that from oh. different investigations. Yeah. Which will be, if they're not up on Instagram now, uh, they will be. GW, what is our, oh crap, I forgot our Instagram Ghosted. Handle. No, uh, GW, <laughs> Ghosted WCP. There we go, guys. If they're not up now, they will be in the next few days, but I have a lot I want to post. Yeah, that's the, um, it's incredible because I think that there's, I think that our experience of the world mm-hmm. is completely muted. And I think oh, that, yeah. you know, obviously we can't see the full spectrum of colors. We know that. Like, we can't see radio waves. We can't yeah. see mm-hmm. other things. But also it's like, I think it was Aristotle or somebody said, if you grab the fish out of water and you showed it around and you put him back in the water, how would he explain that to the, to the fish? He's like, you won't believe it, dudes. <laughs> there is like green things, and like, there's nobody's got gills up there. You, it's crazy. Like, shut up, dude. You can't breathe without gills, <laughs> it's right? The, it's the uh, shadow in the cave, uh, allegory of the cave, yeah. too. Yep. Yeah, Plato. Plato came in with that, and I, I absolutely agree. Simulation theory. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Nope. <laughs> so here's my thing. I, I absolutely agree that our brain is probably taking in so much information at all times, literally that it has to mute stuff out for us to function of course. in yeah. some kind of oh, way yeah. at all. So you're absolutely right. Color spectrum, uh, waves, microwaves, radio waves. Mm-hmm. Feelings. Infrared. Feelings. Yeah. You know, you always oh, have, yeah. now, I hate that every single, like... <laughs> <laughs> Like every single like wealthy white girl nowadays is an empath, which usually <laughs> just means that they've never been told no before. But there are some people out there, like my fiance, okay, mm-hmm. fantastic poet Rebecca Weber. She knows. Listen, she'll look at somebody. Somebody will be handing out like food to homeless people and like cuddling infants. We're gonna be like, I don't fuck with that person. I don't trust them. And like three months later, they'll go to jail for like something horrendous. Like some people just have a feeling of me. I try to be jovial and nice. I'm like, hey, Goomba, all that stuff. Yeah. And the person's like, steal money out of my pocket. You know, like, but some people have like uh, these extraordinary senses about things. That gut instinct, mm-hmm. you know, immediately. The sixth that's sense. me. That's me right there. I, I that gut instinct. I'm like, mm, mm, we mean, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. You know, I, uh, I've also been interested with the feeling of, you know, I call it the ghost feeling. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. The chills. Yeah. The yeah. whole thing. And like, there's been like some uh, corroboration between that feel or correlation between that and mold, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were about talking this? about this. What? Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. the supposedly Sorry, black yeah. mold, the human response to that is chills and all that because it's like letting you know like you can't breathe here this is toxic yeah but then i think it's a step further i think even paranormal experiences are still valid there because like why is there more paranormal experiences reported at places with black mold a lot i mean yeah i mean yeah it's a lot of rundown yeah something's weird there and fungus is weird Fungus, fungus is weird. When fungus is among us, things are getting weird, man. My mom was coming out when I was a baby. <laughs> the fungus among us, right? But um, not like seriously, right? Because like, think about how weird mushrooms are. Just the way they look, the way they grow. What are they, right? How they respirate. You can eat them off of cow shit and speak to deities. Yeah. yeah. Right, right? right? Yeah. I mean, like, the, uh, something's weird there. And, um... I think that there's a lot more we don't know about that, you know, like, because everywhere I've, I've lived in this place, there's black mold in the basement. And like, yeah, so my mom was like, 
Oh, I was really into Wicca and like all mm-hmm. the shit. Yeah. But I was like, you know, it could be we're just getting chills and feeling that it's the black mold, but we're gonna take care of that. But then uh, it should just starts going haywire all over the house. I'm like, black mm-hmm. mold might be able to spook you, but it can't throw a computer across the room. Whoa, this Whoa. is true. Right? Absolutely not. Ah, <laughs> uh, I lived in this place, and it's such a sad story, because my mom, you know, I grew up with a single mom, mm-hmm. hardworking mom. Uh, goes to the corporate chain at a convenience store, becomes like a district manager, finally has money to be at her first house. This is 2006. My mom gets it for stupid. I mean, like, stupid cheap. I'm talking about, like, mm-hmm. mortgage, like, 1000 a month, Nine, right? Oh. It's a key port. We got a three-bedroom house. Something's funky there. First of all, within two years, the mortgage grows from $1,000 to $3,000 because of the mortgage crisis, mm, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right? Dude. Uh, but the house we got... The guy who lived there left all of his stuff there. His wife or girlfriend died, supposedly in the hospital, right? At the end of a fight, she got hit by a car oh. and died in the hospital. Okay, now he left all of his shit there. And the dining room was painted like a deeper red than this mat, like a like a maroon color. And there was literally a stain on the wall. And I was like, man, it's definitely a blood stain, you know? I'm like third, 13, and they're like, no, it's not. My mom doesn't throw any of this shit away because, like, you know, she puts it in the corner of the basement. But she went through his journal, and according to his journal, not the realtor, mm-hmm. yeah. he ended up a fight with his girlfriend. His girlfriend ran out in front of the house, got struck by a car, came back in, and died in the kitchen. <gasps> Whoa! Okay? Oh, my God, I have chills. There's some weirder shit going on, okay? Because my bedroom was an extension that had been built on probably, like, 10 to 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And there was a cellar door, you know, like, you know, basically the open door, yeah. there's the cellar steps. So my room was built on top of the cellar steps. Okay. So you would think that you would close that off. They had three bolts, dead bolts, over that door and built the water pipes over the door. Mm. Okay, and a chain. What oh, the? you're trying to keep something. Sta- That's what nope. I'm saying. Nope. You're trying to keep something from leaving. Uh-uh. Something's funky there. Nope, nope, And, um... So I remember we were hanging out, uh, my friend Dylan, and we're just like, we hear footsteps, and we thought it was the wind, right? Because the wind, yeah. so whatever, creaky old foot. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go up the stairs, and my dog, who I had for years, wouldn't go up the stairs. <gasps> nope. And she was a Rhodesian Ridgeback. We purely got her mm. to protect the house because mm. of some like, security issues. Yeah. And uh, she wouldn't go up the steps. Go up the steps, all the windows are closed, right? So yeah, it's like weird, okay? okay. Yeah. A lot of weird shit. And, um,. It gets weirder. We found drawings on the walls oh. in crayon. Now, there's no record that children lived in that house. What? There was no children's <laughs> clothes. There was none of that. But there was yeah. pictures of, like, crayon, like a knife onto a kid's head. I don't, it could not be. Maybe it's not a knife. I don't care. It was a sharp-looking edge. Yeah. On a, but why was it on the walls? We don't remember that when we moved in. Oh. Okay. Oh, right? No. Like, we would notice if You would notice that. You would know that. And, the realtor uh, would have gotten a magic eraser and scrubbed that off real quick. I remember my mom and I and my little brother, we came home from Easter, you know? Mm. Easter Sunday, you go to Kingsburg Boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope you don't get stabbed. Right? That's, that's <laughs> a New Jersey tradition. Oh and uh, we, we go there and we come home and a flower pot is smashed on the floor and the computer desk is thrown across the room and the computer's on its side and my dog is whimpering in her bed. So my mom's like, Bella got excited, a cord 
caught her caught something and you know yeah okay so okay. trying to rationale yeah. whatever yeah I'm hanging out two weeks later with my little brother my friend and the computer desk was flying across the room <gasps> dogs outside what the dogs right so uh the whole thing was spooky, okay? We ended up having, so, um, we got forced out of the house, right? Mm -hmm. Left our shit back in, broke back back in with a U-Haul truck. We, my mom was like, make sure you get his stuff out of the basement. Like, the guy's stuff, like, his mom's like, you know, I don't wanna just leave it there. True. Yeah. Like, maybe we'll do donate it something, you know? Yeah. All gone. Oh, what the fuck? So what you're telling me, fuck? you're telling me that if somebody were to break into that house, it was locked by the bank. Mm -hmm. Someone broke into that house. They passed all my stepdad's expensive tools. You know, every stepdad's got to have like a Dremel and those big tools. Yeah. <laughs> you passed all those tools and you got like the guy's stack of clothes. Something His old shit in yeah, the yeah, garbage right? bags, that's In fucking. garbage bags? Yeah, that, that, that right there is the most valuable and that's all I'm going to steal. Yeah. Totally. The whole thing was weird. I think what really hit the level is uh, I used to have a dream. A constant dream. I've always had very powerful dreams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had a dream that um, I was in the house with my buddy Dylan and my little brother Nick. That's why we always did it. Like we always hung out, played video games all day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I had a dream that a yellow jeep continued to circle the house, and then it pulled into the driveway, and my dream ended. Nothing scary. Just like. Just weird. Just like okay. Years and years and years later, I was walking with this girl. Mm-hmm. And she lives in the neighborhood. I was like, you know, let's take a walk around. And I missed the park. And you know, I walked past. There was a yellow Jeep in the driveway. You know? And that oh. was years later, right? So it's wow. like. And, you know, here's the deal, right? You could say coincidence. Mm -hmm. You could say, sure. Kind of. I don't know. Like, that's like a, the, one of those weird things. And. Um, that's a very strange, like, coincidence. But there was so much paranormal around that time for me and my friend. And, like, a lot of it we tried. We would sit for hours. We'd be like, hey, man, it could have been the light. It could have been this. It could have been this. But then some of them were like, I don't know how to describe this. I've got fucking nothing. That I got nothing, just man. went. I think. <laughs> point A to point B. During that same summer. So, you know the Hazel Pool Club? Yeah. I used to go there. Mm -hmm. My grandma would get me in the kids' pass. And we play running bases and mm -hmm. swim in the pool. Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And then we discovered girls. We had we, we hit puberty, and all of a sudden, that's all we wanted to do is hang out with these girls from Middletown. And uh, they would show up at one p.m. We'd show up at eleven. It was damn Middletown, right? <laughs> Always showing up late, right? So two, we had two hours to spend. So we'd walk around Veterans Park, which is the park right next door. Yeah. And uh, I used to go to camp there when I was younger, and the camp counselors would tell us, "Don't go in the woods." Oh God. Because there's an old demon man who eats little boys. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Now, they also told me that uh, Tic Tacs were snake eggs. So I understand oh. that, right? They're just telling us shit to, to scare us, right? Equally yeah. questionable. Okay. okay. So, um, I don't know, man. I'm like 12, 13 years old, and we got this, these two kids with us, and I'm like, you guys want to go see the old demon man in the woods? <laughs> right? They're like a year younger than us, right? And these kids are like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, we found him. We found where he lives. Okay, now we, oh we, I was a Boy Scout at the time. We'd walk those woods, I mean, like every corner. It's a quarter mile. Yeah. From one end, you get out next to Coles, behind Coles. Okay, yeah. okay. Right? Actually, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So, this one day, there's the four of us. Mm -hmm. And we have a timer, right? Because we have to get back before one, because God forbid, middle town girls show up, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we, we walk in the woods and we're walking a straight line. You have to, like, cross a creek and we build a little bullshit Ricky bridge yeah. out of plastic and whatever. And we're walking. And we keep walking. And we're walking 
for a while. And then I'm like, where the, hey, where the fuck are we, man? Like, <laughs> We've been going for... Like, we're going, like, it's, it's over an hour now, and, like, we should not... I, so I'm thinking that we're curving mm-hmm. instead of walking straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And, like, but there was, like, some, like, marked, like, like, like checkpoints. There was, like, these... There's uh, thorns that make... It looks like an archway. It looks mm-hmm. all okay. paranormal, and it's not. Yeah. It's a natural thing, but it looks really cool. So, like, you gotta go through there. Then there was, like, a homeless camp. There's, like, three couches. Yeah. Whatever. And, like, so okay, that was, like, yeah. a checkpoint, right? Oh, my God. I, I And then we yeah. kept walking, right? And we keep walking, and then we have to stop. Because the one kid wore sandals in the woods, oh. and his feet are a bloody mess. Noob move. So we stop, and I'm that's going to the pool club, though. I got and that's <laughs> that's when I saw it. I saw a tree that had tipped over. You ever see a tree that fallen over? Yeah, its roots Wood form like off. a cave. Yeah. yeah. So I look at my friend Dylan. I'm like, dog, that's where the demon man lives, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So we. So now we've got these kids freaking out. I mean, like they are. Oh man, I'm like, yeah, that's where he lives, bro. <laughs> like, you can almost see his, you can almost see his foot. So he's the kid's freaking out, the one kid, and uh, we're we're being assholes and we're howling, <laughs> howling to summon the demon man. Oh my god. And that's when shit goes sideways. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. So we're like, we're howling, and the next thing I know, my friend, D- my friend Dylan, who I mentioned before, he's a big, scary, tough dude. You know what I mean? He just sprints, just takes the fuck off in the woods, and I think oh. part of it that he's kidding but almost like dude, I don't even know where the fuck we are like Dill where you right uh, so I chase after him and I'm running and I hit into him and he just stopped in the middle of the woods and I'm like yeah, what the what's going on man like yeah they're already back 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 there and I'm giggling and laughing and my friends are not giggling and laughing oh god oh no and I swear on everything that I can that I had this experience and so did he and so did the two others before us, directly before us, not even 15 yards away. Mm-hmm. You ever see, you know, like a forked tree, it starts off with a solid base. And yeah, and then splits, yeah. There was one of those. And between those two branches, we saw a pitch black silhouette. Oh, no. Of a person directly between the two limbs. And it was staring directly at us, I think. you know, Like standing or like standing. crouching? And then it, was, it did, so I know the audio listeners are not going to be able to see this, but it did this. Oh, oh no, that kind of like, oh, let me oh. just kind of okay. puff up and look at you. Yeah, kinda, oh, and straight back. And so it took us two hours to walk to this point in the woods. Oh How God. the fuck? Right? There, we got back to Veterans Park in five minutes, running. So something's not right there, right? Yeah. So we go back to the pool club. We're covered in blood because we ran through all the thorns and all this craziness. And I tell, we tell our parents and tell her, nobody believes us. Yeah, of course yeah. not. Right? Yeah. But I told him, my one friend's dad did not like what he heard. Mm. And he thought there was somebody messing with us out in the woods. And he came back the next day with a pistol. My friend's dad from Kingsbury is like, no, like, I think there's a child toucher out there. I think he was following you guys. And we walked with him over those woods and we came and find that entire area we were in. I mean, I've gone back to those woods over 100 times, 150 times, with different groups of friends, mm-hmm. trying to find this area. Never found it. Not only is there no diddler tree in this area, <laughs> but Jesus at, at this point, this whole place doesn't even fucking exist. Right? So as far as, like, after I, exploration. I'm like, I'm, I have a lot of emotion. Like, I feel emotional right now. It's weird. I literally feel like I could cry because you hear stories of people going out into woods or parks or places mm-hmm. that they've been a thousand times and they lose, like, two hours. They don't know how they've yeah. been in this area for so long. To a so spot long. they've never explored Yeah, and then they can it. never find it again. This is, like, a common thing that it's, happens. It's very common. and like Especially in the paranormal. I don't know what it is, 
but I haven't experienced time loss like that. I, I consider that time loss. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I was 100% Because I was not, so we were out for two hours, and what's scarier, honestly, that we walked for two hours in a place that didn't exist and saw a scary sept, uh, specter in the woods, mm-hmm. or that all of this was a four-way mutual hallucination and none, none of it ever happened. Either one's pretty frightening to me. Yeah. Pretty, like, yeah, either way, something is bad. That are uh-huh. Something gone. is wrong. Uh, I didn't experience a time suck like that until I went back till I went to Missouri. Really? I was out there for three three months mm-hmm. without my fiance. Mm-hmm. Did the typical broke poet douchebag thing, went out there with $41 and hoped for the best. Yeah. <laughs> right? I came back, figured it out. I was back here for seven months, brought her out. And we were there for a year and had a crazy time, a lot of fun, a lot of craziness. But things are weird out there. Mm-hmm. Very weird. And if you ask some people, they say it's because it's God's country. <laughs> right? I've seen Missouri. God's country. Okay? And then you ask other people, they say it's because of the limestone. Yeah. I was just going to say there has to be a natural conductive uh-huh. energy. Because yep. supposedly snaps. when water with a certain alkal- alkaline or whatever. It's conductive. Yeah. It goes over limestone. It generates electricity. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. And that has a major limestone deposit. What the and fuck? And the Osage Native Americans have all kinds of crazy uh, mythology mm-hmm. about weird magic. And then you got German folklore. Because it's such a huge German population. How did German? Yeah. F- uh, so there's an expat community. Oh no! I, it's like, uh, it's, listen, I went out there. My last name ends in a vowel. Mm-hmm. They asked me if I was ethnic. Okay, like they are. Uh, it's very German. It's all <laughs> yeah. German and English out yeah. there. All of it. It is. And like, it's they have like this really weird German folklore and like. A lot of places have fairy doors. You ever heard of a fairy yes. door? Yes. Okay. I had a fairy yeah, door yeah. in one of the places I lived in. Oh, cool. That's weird, right? Whoa. And like, a lot of stuff's weird out there. And because the Midwest looks a lot like Germany, a lot of parts the same as the same level of really agriculture, you can do the same yeah. things. So really, a lot of these immigrants, hmm. when they hit the coast, they were like, "Uh oh, the Irish and the Italians are coming. We out, right?" And they went <laughs> to the Midwest, and um, a lot of weirdness. So. We would drive. Everywhere is a distance. Oh, but yeah. It's not like here, right? We got to drive 25 minutes to go to McDonald's. Yeah. But there's nobody on the road in those 25 minutes. Dude, and it's like. That's the most fucked yeah. up part. It's every great, time. It's like coming from New Jersey and being over there. Every time it's just like. So where is everyone? <laughs> but I kind of like it, right? Because you're like. Oh, wow. I haven't honked my horn. <laughs> Once, like, we're, we're, like I'm we haven't yelled at anybody. No one's trying to drive me off the road no. because I want to be in the left lane. You want a hundred and a sixty-five? But Thanks. There was like certain things, right? So like we would uh, get weed off this old dude, right? Mm-hmm. Super sweet guy, and um, terrible marijuana. But we would <laughs> cut weed from him, and it would be a ten to fifteen minute drive, depending on is it windy, is it whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we get back from his house in under five. How and the- you can't speed like that there. Yeah. Because the roads are windy. And we're oh. driving a shitty-ass Nissan Versa that's, like, <laughs> barely living. I mean, like, half the car's dragging. It's, like, it's, it's just trying, right? But um, we sometimes, I mean, like, drive from his house, going 70 miles an hour. That's the speed limit out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's God's country, right? Yeah. Uh, and we just show up at home sometimes. i be like... How did that happen? Or even worse, we came from other roads, and they'd be like, what time is it? It's 8.31. We've been driving for an hour. No, we fucking haven't. 
I've Whoa. taken the same path. Right? Like how the time fuck? vanishes out there. And uh, it's a very weird thing. And like when they bring me out, so when I was at the residency, they were like, you know, uh, we, uh, time's different out here. They always say time's different. Nap, hang out, relax, time doesn't matter. And it really doesn't. I mean, like, it is the culture where the standard of living is so cheap. Mm -hmm. A part-time job, you could have a car, you have a place to live, and you could probably go to college. So nobody wants to work. Do they go, why don't you work 40 hours? Because I don't need to. Right? So there is that different vibe, right? But also, nobody's going to strive to do more either. Yeah. It's not very common out there. But it's the spookiness I mean like shit's weird out there and I've had some just stuff like you go out there and like there's a voice and you're in the middle of nowhere I mean like you're talking about like 20 miles in the woods and yeah. you can fucking see you know, some places you can literally like see around the area and be like oh it's just me yeah for 20 miles you know I was told by this one person they were like you know there are places that white people still haven't touched out here like that's how deep the woods are that's you know crazy. I mean? wow. That's crazy, right? Like it is like such deep woods, like super undeveloped, just like they're in pure nature. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like I could understand where that might cross over into some like kind of paranormal, kind of extrasensory. Oh, so you know, it was so like looking back on it, like all these experiences. But during the times, so we would do this thing called country roading. Mm-hmm. It is a purely non-New Jersey thing. <laughs> so you drive on gravel roads with groups of people in the back of a pickup truck, mm-hmm. and you drink beer and you smoke marijuana, and you may have a gun too. <laughs> okay, America, God's country, and uh, I don't have enough arms for all this fun. Right? But like we would do that because you could drive with people in the back of your truck, and also, and if you're driving a vehicle, you ever could drink in the car. What the fuck? Okay. Right, we did. We we used to joke, we used to be like, you know, you get pulled over for not drunk driving or whatever, you know? But um so we would do this like country road thing. We'd be driving the country roads like they're going for miles and miles and so you take these like gravel roads and see these mansions. Crazy house. I'm talking about like there's a house that's camouflaged, has oh. mirrors on the outside. Because you drive fuck? by, you're like, oh, what the fuck is that? Why is there a car? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of hidden meth labs. You know, oh, like, I bet. Right? Yeah, but there's a lot of cool stuff. So it's so such beautiful and scenic, and you get to see all the cows. My my fiance <gasps> loves that part, right? I love cows. I got really um, excited. <laughs> but some of the gravel roads become private property mm. uh, without a sign. Uh, without so remember, I was with my, uh, I was with Rebecca and I was with my friend Sophia, a, uh, an artist out there, and we're driving down this country road, smoking a blunt, hanging out, driving, talking, and we go down, I think it's like road 715A or something like that, and all of a sudden we are no longer on the gravel road and we are in someone's property. Oh. And we are stuck in mud. Oh. And there's a bunch of good old boys, <gasps> and they are, and they love to take care of things that get. And they love property. people mm-hmm. from New Jersey. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I fuck you and fuck Bruce Springsteen too. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if you've had that experience, by the way, being on the road. Oh uh, no, we have. Okay. Oh my god. Whenever you're from New Jersey, like you go to a bar, right? The, I was at this bar called Cousins in uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, and they're like, "We got a song for you, Jersey boy." Yin's gonna like it. And it's like Bruce Springsteen. Bon Jovi. Living on a prayer. It's almost ominous. Like, what are you, what are you trying and to you say? Them, like, and like, they're trying to be nice, right? But uh, I remember uh, I worked at a supermarket when I was out there. 
and uh, this dude with overalls. I was talking about Bruce Springsteen. I was just literally saying what I'm about to say now. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan. I respect the man. I respect everything he's done. Yeah. He's a legend. Inspiration, I don't vibe to it. I feel that. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> so I'm saying that to my boss, who's like, oh, well. And this random guy in a cowboy hat and overalls goes, fucking Bruce Springsteen's a liberal Democrat. He wants to burn down the White House. I was like, Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, paranormal is like ever present there, and like and what I think is cool is that around here, religious people tend to be anti-paranormal. They mm-hmm. like sh- out there, it's not. Hmm. The most religious people you know will gladly talk about paranormal because that just that's proves the Holy Ghost. Why? That's awesome. Oh, that's my aunt. My aunt and I were just talking about that the other night. Yeah. She's, she's like, I love your podcast. I've been listening. She lives in West Virginia. She's from here. Okay. She's lived all over. Wound up in West Virginia with my grandma and my other aunts. And she's like, you know, I'm a God-fearing woman. I love God, but like, I have a shadow man that's been with me since I was like two years old, watches over me every night. She's like, but you know, I'm not afraid of it because with God, there comes the devil. So what are you going to do? And I was like, wow. Oh, I, right? I, mean, I, I was like, you know, I mean, Ooh. I'm with it. I'm with it. You got your beliefs and I feel it. Like, I, you, you really don't have one without the other. I mean, when it comes to that kind of organized religion, you don't. So it's, it's refreshing to hear someone say that because I grew up going to a private religious school and uh-huh. Yeah, could yeah, couldn't it was not a good thing. Yeah. Like I couldn't be like, guys, let's go ghost hunting. Like yeah. <laughs> my house is haunted. It's, no, you can't talk about that at all. What's a the shadow man thing is such a everyone Ooh, that's what I, I saw in the woods, like a specter, like a shadow. Oh yeah, right, right. Sorry, sorry. No, um, <laughs> I'll cut that. Uh, can't touch the mic. Every time um I'll start again. Right. Sorry, you just look like you're about to croon and go in. <laughs> um, I, we were talking about this, and I had personally said to Paige, every man, every person technically has a shadow man <laughs> watching over them, because that shadow is death. I like that. That 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 is the shadow of death. I thought you were going to say like the crackhead living in the alley, because <laughs> no. we are in New Jersey. <laughs> no, but when you're born, no, but you're right. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. You know, and uh, some people say that God keeps it away. Some people say that you know the universe keeps it away. It's very, it's just how you explain things that are unexplainable. Yeah, yeah definitely, and I think that's very interesting. That's like archetypal. That's like. Is this the sight of these shadow people, right? Is that like the personification of death itself, mm-hmm. right? Like, and how close they are, like, you know, like you, you see those pictures, like it's like a picture and there's like a shadow person in the back. Yeah. Is that like death itself, like some sort of like metaphor of life? Like, I don't know, because the idea of a specter is freaky. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they're also ever present in certain drugs. Certain drugs, there are shadow people, mm-hmm. and it is like a universal experience. Everyone who's, who's done these things, why? Like, 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 there's no scientific reason why you see a shadow person when you do certain. Why drugs. you perceive what, that? Well, you're opening, you, you are opening your mind up to some. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's there's a whole argument that maybe people with mental disabilities, especially with schizophrenia, are seeing just something you that unfiltered. Is, yeah, exactly, and that you know may, they. 
you take it as oh it's just a crazy person but no what if they really are op- they have that open they're part of their so head yes. like out of their out of their you know what I'm trying to they're say they're lacking the uh, societal norms that conform your brain yeah. to think oh well that's crazy talk because we're conformed to think something yeah. that this is, is the way it is exceptional, and that's it exceptional extraordinary I think it's crazy. like mm-hmm. taking in raw raw data right yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. like with a child children have more paranormal experiences than adults yep and um why? It was a lot of it is because they're just open. Mm-hmm. So an experience from something that may be paranormal is no different than an experience dealing with their mother or their uncle or their aunt. Yeah. yeah. It's just data, sound or visual that's coming in and they're interpreting it. Yeah. They don't have like, oh, they're going to think I'm crazy. They don't yeah. have the preconceived notion of... Um, you know the conditioning that everyone yeah. goes through yeah. every single day judgment you know Same things like that yeah mm-hmm. exactly so they're able to perceive higher than what our brains are letting us do just because if we were we'd go crazy ourselves yeah yeah um and i i totally that goes into the whole like why people taking lsd might be microdosing it might open them up more mm-hmm. uh, because it does scientifically doing um you know actual science on it, it does lead to higher ability or higher capability of measurable empathy. That's what to say, yeah. Yeah. That's been my experience. Right? Um, LSD is one of those things where like there's such propaganda. I would never advocate anybody to do anything. Yeah. I advocate people to drink. I advocate people to smoke weed. I don't advocate no, nothing. Because I know that I could smoke until my eyes bleed. But I know some people can smoke once and have a legit uh, issue, yeah. right? Yeah. Because yeah. Um, the manifestation of certain mental illnesses that are undiagnosed. Yeah. Same thing with LSD. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? Absolutely. Mm, I've had I've a couple it. people fail yeah. to um, educate me mm-hmm. that they are suffering from certain things. Yeah, I wish you'd fill me in right before we. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's one of these. It's been things. an hour. <laughs> uh, oh. You know, um, I've had. Actually, it was LSD itself that actually brought me back to the paranormal and looking at it from a different view. Because, uh, you know, you're on it, and I used to, I've done acid a lot, right? Mm-hmm. It, I used to love it. Like, if you've done acid more than seven times, you're illegally insane. You're illegally <laughs> insane. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, so that, that it really brought me in because it, I feel like any psychedelic has this like spooky energy almost and I don't mean spooky in a negative sense yeah. I'm like, talking spiritual yes. I don't like yeah. the new agey way of saying it I don't want to be a nerd or a dork or whatever but it is spiritual and that is the better way to I feel like if everyone took time to approach it as a spiritual rite like ayahuasca Thank having you. shamans guide you or peyote mm-hmm. or things like that uh, we'd be able to um Cult, uh, use it in, for a much more forward, progressive way than either kids getting stoned being <laughs> fractals. Yeah. Or because it has That's so it many for. bigger... Um, there, there are so many bigger things that can do. People with depression, people oh with Oh my God. There are so many different... It's a full... It's like, take your brain, throw it in a... Uh, um, Man, a washing machine. That's what I was going to call. Let it just all seep out for a second because your brain starts creating new... Um, Synapses, yes, pathways. There are new pathways in your brain that haven't been connected before because your brain's just kind of like, all right, this thing will go there. And yeah. it's like, whoa, yeah. hey, I'm a neuron here now. We have a new connection. Well, that, that, that's the problem with our culture, I feel. I feel like there is no right, right? Like R-I-T-E. Like, there was uh, forever in, like, uh, in... 
the the West and then the Mediterranean, there was these mystery schools, mm-hmm. right? Where like young men and women, when they hit a certain age, they would go off to these islands. You know, in, in the movie uh, Three Hundred, yeah, he doesn't. You know, they show me kills the lion. If that was based on truth, it's a metaphor. Because you don't. They would actually drop you off on these islands with his teacher. They'd give you psychedelics and they'd leave you on the island for three days. And that was your beast of battle. It's like the Carl Jung. You know, um... This is your Sisyphusian uh, struggle right now. I'm giving you this rock. Push it up this mountain. And if you come out on top, you have passed the test. Oh, yeah. That's what I feel like that, uh, you know, because that mysticism has died. I think it exists in certain areas, but it's like, like when we, when we had gone out of Missouri before everything went like off the rails and all that, we had a really weird, cool thing going on. I mm-hmm. mean, like, we had this group of like mystics and magicians. I don't mean like hocus pocus magicians. I'm I mean, talking like, about magic with a K. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Some of that Alistair Crowley, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's terrible. Uh, but like, I got really into all that. I got really into the idea of uh, magic. Well, my mom was a higher magic. Yeah. yeah, right? So like, get the sigils mm-hmm. and then like, but it's the idea of ritual that always entertains me, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like the ritual of doing things. Where like, everything's psychological. And I think once you get to that point, you realize like, oh shit, it doesn't matter. Like, what happens in here is out there. As above, so below. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. So it's like, I had these experiences in Missouri when everything was going bad and I made a sigil. And the sigil was like a last, my life was falling apart. I had 48 hours to vacate my studio, mm-hmm. okay? Damien had got off the rails, okay? Full-blown Hunter S. Thompson style. Yeah, I okay. 48 oh, hours, man. 48 hours to get the fuck out of my studio. And I don't know why, but I did a sigil. Mm-hmm. I used blood magic. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, like, weird thing. And like, I don't know, my fiance was like, you know, you're being stupid, you're being kind of crazy. And I was like, I've been up for seven days. I'm being real crazy right now. <laughs> 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 Uh, but when I, uh, so I, I burned the sigil to end the ritual, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and so it is. And I did that, and I, I've never had, you know, I've done stuff. And to me, even that, even doing that ritual and all that, that was purely a psychological method for me to accept the next stage and to, like, process that, yeah. like, Damien, you have 48 hours to get this done. It wasn't, like, me asking God or the heavens to grant me this power. It's yeah. really just asking myself. Right? Yeah, you're just it, giving yourself the power. Yeah. Letting it's yourself... It's a vehicle to move yeah. energy yes. from one yes. point to another and to bring trans... I mean, see, when they talk about, in magic, energies and things like that, they're talking about literal, like, vocal waves have energy and so I think that when they talk about oral tradition and things like that it's the energy passed on from person A to person B and it is um, some type of spiritual uh, moment but in in doing in uh, ceremonial magic like that and Uh being practiced I feel like that it it is using that as a manifestation to push 100% through um something that's going on because that's what unfortunately or maybe fortunately we're all human experiencing the same problem whether and that problem is the mortal coil yeah Uh, you know being trapped to this meat body meat body (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah I think that I I absolutely agree that so what if you were you know that sigil exactly the weirdest part is that the catalyst I lit it on fire right and the whole thing 
and I've never had anything like I've never done a meditation or like a mantra or some mm-hmm. sort of magic thing where yeah. like all of a sudden like the walls started shaking and like you know but I lit this on fire and the paper turned as it burned mm-hmm. now granted like let's be straight there could be a psychological reason. The wind could have been a certain way. Yeah. The paper could have burned a certain yeah, way. The, burn pattern, the yeah. fan could have been on. But it burned into a rose. As it burned, it literally spun like this into a flower. And then oh. it burned. And let's like I was on I was on a lot of drugs. <laughs> let's be honest, right? Like, I was definitely fucked up. But also, like, that was a real experience. Yeah. You know, like, out there, there was a lot of weird mysticism, and we were doing magic, and we were, like, Mm -hmm. craziness, and there was, like, and I definitely, like, missed that. You know, like, that's a weird thing that never came up with. Like, I'm at this hippie festival, and there's 500 people, and they're all doing a, some sort of, like, chanting mantra. Some mindfulness mantra. Some Ram Dass. Because there was a Burning Man subsect, so every state has a Burning Man. Like, there's a regional burn. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Burning, Burning Man. Burning Man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, they, no, like, the idea of it, like, so, like, they, so at these regional burns, they build this this huge thing. And, and it's, uh, it's supposed to be uh, the representation of yourself, and you're, through the fire, yeah. you're creating, like, a well, phoenix. Yeah. Kind, uh, kind of. What they do is they build this huge effigy. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. usually uh, at this one I was at, which is uh, the Gateway Burn, mm-hmm. um, it was a castle, or so you hang out in this thing. It's like three stories high. What? And so like for three days, you're up there and people are having sex and people are hanging out and people are just chilling and making music and art. And then you write your concerns on the wall. Hmm. And on the you third night. You effigy? Yeah, you like write it on the wall with a mark or whatever. And on the end of the night, they burn it. The third night, they light it on fire. And then everyone's butt naked, screaming, running in circles. And I'm like, this is what these Christians are terrified of out here. It's true, right? You mean like, because they always say like this, they're like, I don't know what they do. They probably run around naked and howl at the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I read the crucible. Yeah, it's kind of right. And then then I'm out there, I'm like, oh, shit. They really do. (laughs) But a lot of weird cult stuff's out there. I mean, like, not even negative, and Mm -hmm. I use that word pretty loosely. Yeah. But like, a town of 1,500 people over 10 miles. The level of magicians, witches, is so large that even, so cool. I, have, I don't know that many people in Monmouth County. Yeah. Now, I know tons, like, I, you know, I know a good deal of people who go to uh, East meets West and buy a tarot deck <laughs> and claim that they are a witch. Yeah. But, you know, like, this is but with their nitty Starbucks. gritty, real, <laughs> real stuff. Have like, you heard about, um, I'm not a fan of TikTok, okay? <laughs> I was just thinking of witch talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, there was a thing where uh, these witches uh, cursed, uh, put a hex on the moon. Have you heard about this? No. Uh, <laughs> okay, so supposedly witch talk, Yeah. all these uh, witches uh, put a hex on the moon. And this is like a huge bad deal. A no collective one, hex yes, on the moon. Because no one's ever put a hex on the moon before God. in a large thing like this. So now another group it has is putting a hex on them, and there was like some sort of weird, you know. This are is they whole, having a witch turf war? I love it. I love it because <laughs> you know, like most of these people are just like super rich kids, right? Yeah. With their five hundred dollar tarot card deck, their daddy bought them off Amazon, oh right? My God. But uh, that's 
weird shit. Yo. I need that I, part of witch talk to come up on my TikTok. <laughs> Listen, phone, I know you can hear me. Witch talk, moons, give it all to me. You know, like, so when I heard that, I saw it on Twitter. It was like some sort of Twitter uh, thing, and I was like, <laughs> I gotta check what this is, right? <laughs> so what's this really about? Because, like, a lot of, you know, magic turns people off because, like, they think it's woo-woo. They think it's all phony. You but know like, how many people just turn off completely after you say the word magic? Oh. They're, it's literally like Like that. Harry Potter? I'm, I'm a Gryffindor. I'm like, nah. Is <laughs> <laughs> that what I mean? I, I apologize. No. <laughs> you know, uh, and there's like some, you know, obviously there's characters and all this shit. Like even the stories of Aleister Crowley. Like, yeah. Aleister yeah. Crowley was just like a drug feed and he would tell these like women and dudes and be like, hey guys, you won't believe it. I talked to God. He said, if you guys like beat me off 10 times tonight, I'll get a message. And they were like, okay, okay let's do cocaine. <laughs> <hard to beat." laughs> like, that's what would happen, right? And like, it's hilarious, right? And it's like, there was like, it was trolling. There was like trolling. Yeah. You know, like, there's that great um, wizarding battle during World War II where there was, I forget, uh, Rudolf Hess, I think his name was. Rudolf Hess was this high ranking Nazi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Super big into the occult, the whole thing. Oh, the, all the Nazis. They were and Aleister like, Crowley challenged him to a battle. To a end battle the war. of magic. Yeah, to end the war. So Rudolf Hess flies over Scotland in a plane without permission from the Reich, drops down, completely covered in these weird emblems, lands into a Scottish field where the police are waiting for him because Aleister Crowley didn't show up. <laughs> I love it. You know, like, and I think getting into all that stuff really makes me believe that manifestation of focus and observation changes things. Yes. Like, we used to always joke, because when we would party hard, we would do our drugs off of an Aleister Crowley book. Okay? (laughs) That's so fucking... Right? So, like, we used to always say, like, if you lick that book... You'd be high for two days, right? <laughs> okay? But it's funny, because like when I go to leave, I'm packing up the place, and uh, we refuse to touch the book again. There was something weird. We just left the book in the drawer. Hmm. Like, almost like that book had contained such, like, focus and energy. Yeah. And also neuroticism and also obsession. You totally and, gave it its own yeah, energy. Right? And the downside, right? So it had all these great experiences like these high sexual energies, all these different things, but it also had the obsession and the and the need and like all yeah. these dark sides of like drug use. And I feel like we couldn't even touch it. Like it was a weird thing. Like we just left it. You know, like it's uh I think it's the focus on things, right? So like I always heard and I not heard but they say like matter might not be observed if there's no one there to observe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? quantum, quantum physics. Yeah. yeah. So, like, does a tree fall in the middle of the forest? It, it doesn't make a sound, right? Yeah, yeah. It does, it doesn't, and it doesn't exist at all, right? Like, which is, makes me lean towards what we were saying earlier on about the simulation theory, right? There's a lot of weird overlaps there. Sure are a lot of consistencies or inconsistencies. I because believe they're called synchronicities. There you go. Yeah. That's Using the, the big words. Yeah. It's like, you know, video games, right? Like, why would you process an area if there's no playable characters there. Yeah. You wouldn't. That's a waste of resources. Why am I going to render that? Yeah. That sucks. My CPU is not going to process right? that dumbass. Yeah. So what I would do is I totally... This is a weird segue, but they're talking about VR. 
VR is super cool because I think it's a new way to uh -huh. conduct crazy spiritual things because you're literally going through different realities. Whether you want to believe it or not, that is a different reality, baby. Mm -hmm. um, so I think with that, people are starting to get the idea like, so how much does it take to render this fucking space right here, this building with all these people doing their individual jobs, mm -hmm. how much computer power would it actually take to render? And people have been uh, exploring that idea with their supercomputers because damn, it's not that hard. <laughs> Especially yeah. when no one's looking at it. Yeah. When there's an area that, you know, I don't have to, level two turns off when I go to level three. That's, see? Uh, I, I even brought that up because I heard something today. I forget where I picked it up. But you know how like there's a lot of people who go missing and like mm -hmm. a lot of it's like unfortunately it is trafficking, trafficking yeah which is like so heartbreaking like we're talking about spooky right like but also there's a lot of weirdness too of people some people just disappear right? yeah like, they're, they're just always like in the middle here. of national parks or they're always alone yeah and somebody said what happens if the whatever it is the reality the system the simulation it could be all those things it's like hey man I ain't gonna fucking render this whole national park for you. Like, I'm just gonna boot you from the game. Hey man, I'm gonna turn your bounding box off. I hope you like falling through the system. Because like people will be found like under like boulders. Like mm -hmm. how'd that happen? He glitched through there. Right? Yeah. Like, like you could totally explain it with something. And I think it's the same thing that Plato was saying, right? Allegory of the cave when he's strapped to the cave walls and he sees this full world which is the shadows of the fire. But he's really—he sees everything going on. And he's like, "Wow, those shadow beings over there are fucking wild." Yeah. But if he were to finally leave the cave and then go back and tell he'd his gay friends, he'd be like, "Yo, outside this door, I shadow people are cool, but have you seen the world?" I think and that think he's fucking nuts. Yeah. I don't know what it could be. You know, honestly, like I say, simulation because it's just to me, it's. It's the new thing. It's galvanizing, and and also it, it's one of those things that makes sense. And that's it's to me, it's like oh. But I think it's a lot weirder. I think that, like, I don't think we could comprehend. I think no, shamans have been sitting on this for millennia, yes. eons, trying to describe what, where, why, how we all came to this Petri dish where some weird amphibian decided legs were cool one day. <laughs> and I feel like that's the same thing. Now there are big, hairy monkeys, well, less hairy monkeys that are like... <laughs> Yeah, simulations. Plug our brains in. Technology. Right. But another thing that creeps me out, I'm sorry, this is totally unparanormal, is just like, you know, the exponential uh, amount of technological increase that we've had the, in the last 20 years alone uh, is, is something that... Anyway, segue, 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 segue. Page paranormal, please. Well, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm, ju I'm just so enthralled. I've, I've barely spoke this whole time. Just I'm just so... I'm just overwhelmed with like this is so cool and so intrigued by everything you guys are talking about because we don't really talk about this a lot. Yeah, right. You're right. You're right. I think it all it's all connected. The reason why like yeah. I'm not trying to hop around, just like everything's connected, right? So, oh like, yeah. yeah, it all comes back. It all does because like together. what are these? Everything comes back to our perceptions and the way we're taking in data and yeah. the reality, right? So it's like, is it a ghost? What is a ghost? Is a ghost just energy? Is a ghost just mm -hmm. a replay of since time's not linear, it's just repeating in that moment there? Yeah, that's yeah, that's how like they a residual, residual haunting. We bring this up all the time. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a little like replay of time that's happened. But then what's up with children, right? Like children have these weird experiences that yeah. like I used to watch my nephew. 
And he would stand in the corner of the room and talk to the man. Mm-hmm. And what's even creepier is that, so I would tell my sister, I'd be like, ah, there's a man so. in here, right? <laughs> and like, no, that's so, so he did. It was never like a weird thing. The, the, the man would talk to him before he went to sleep. And I was like, maybe that's God. Like, that's his perception of God. You know, mm-hmm. like, but no, it was the man. And so my niece, who's seven now, when she was little, the man would talk to her. Oh, shit. And what's even creepier, the younger niece. Now, they lived in all different places. It's not like one mm-hmm. or two Yeah. Now, I have a baby niece. She's two. And she woke up my nephew because there was a man trying to talk to her in the room. Wow. So what is that? That's that's a that's weird, right? That's like a weird thing. And like me, I'm bringing this up because my mom told me to bring it up. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. My, yeah. Right? Please. Um, yes. What? So I don't have memory of this. My memory of this is very loose. Mm-hmm. But my, I had an imaginary friend. Okay. Okay. When I was like three or four. I was living in Belmar. And uh, his name was Frank Rizzo, which wasn't that weird because there was a politician named Frank Rizzo and yeah. an actor in the 90s named Frank mm-hmm. Rizzo. And Frank Rizzo would, my mom, you know, like, it was fucked up in, in my house. You know what I mean? My, my, my father wasn't, you know, he learned how to not pay, pay rent. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and learned that if you spend all your money on drugs before you get home, you, no problem. You, you did no problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, shit was bad. My mom mitigated that and got us out eventually. But my, so my mom didn't really think nothing of it. She was like, an imaginary friend, it's whatever. Me and yeah. F. Rizzo chilling, you right? Know, while things are going on. So she'd set up placemats for Frank Rizzo. Yeah. And like it was all cool. And like uh, one day, Frank Rizzo didn't come over for dinner. Yo, what the My fuck, mom says it's a placemat. I go, he's not here. Right? And I was like, what's what's going on? Yeah. And supposedly, uh, I wouldn't talk about it. And I told my mom that he lives at the graveyard. Which obviously, to me, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, that's so cringy and corny, <laughs> right? But no, right? So to me, that says that that is a youthful understanding that the person I'm talking to is dead. Yeah. Okay? Obviously, he doesn't live at the graveyard. Right? That, that's um, like yeah, but this is the only human language that I can right? use to mm-hmm. convey to an adult. And my mom starts getting freaked out. She's like asking all these questions. And I looked at my mom. I go, I can't tell you who he is. He told me not to tell you. He's a year older than me. My mom's like, and then I looked at my mom and I said, Frank was your baby before me. <gasps> and my mom had a miscarriage. Oh, that was, was chills, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, I was right? Oh, my God. So I, actually, I have some very rudimentary memories of this experience. I have a memory that a little boy would visit me in Belmar on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mom says, no, that never happened. I was four years old. Why, why would some boy visit you on a bicycle? Okay? Um, and I've never had any experience with that, mm-hmm. except one. And this could not be connected, but uh, I got chickenpox really bad the same year that Linkin Park Hybrid Theory came out. Ooh, what a good time to get chickenpox. <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, so, like, Christmas, it's like me, miserable, covered yeah. in chickenpox, but I got the CD player in and I'm bumping. Now we've got Indian going. <laughs> Indian. Like, oh. <laughs> right? So, uh, clear as day, I get a phone call from my friend Dylan, who I grew up with, who lived in the same trailer park, and he calls me. On my grandma's phone, he goes, dude, I can't believe it. Like, oh, screw him, man. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, like we smashed that guy's window with the with the kickball. Like, and I was like, 
what are you talking about, dude? And he's like, nah, dude, like, you kick the kickball through that asshole's window who always makes fun of us, that old man. And I go, Dylan, I got chicken pox. I haven't left the house in four days. Dylan and his mother claim that I knocked on the door at 7.30 in the morning, and me and Dylan watched video games, played video games, watched movies, and played kick kickball. My grandmother, my mother, and me, and my little brother, I never left the house. What? Doppelganger. The weirdness, right? Fuck. Now, I will say say this. There is another fat man in this area who was once an enemy, has become a friend in the music scene, J.P. Mauer, who kind of looks like, like me. But we did not know each other back back then at all, right? But uh, he is a doppelganger of mine. And uh, I used to hate when people would say that. I mean, this guy really looks like we look pretty strikingly similar. <laughs> <laughs> and we were both in music at the same time. We used to like hate each other. And now we're like, hey, bro, still making music? <laughs> no. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's like some weird shit. Like, and, um, you know, I think these experiences are valid. Mm-hmm. Because they've obviously had some form of impact upon me and upon some of my friends. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what could be the explanation? That another random fat kid showed up to my best friend's trailer and he mistook him for me? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Like, oh, let him in, play video <laughs> games, have fucking kickball games. one of your game. best friends, I'm pretty sure, would be able to decide right? if this was really like, you. You got any chicken nuggets, man? Like, <laughs> your name's, my name's David. I mean, Damien. Yeah, Damien. <laughs> That's what I meant. Sorry, bro. <laughs> right? It's, uh, those things are weird. And as I've gotten a bit older, it's been like, trying to distance myself but now it's like mm. shit's everywhere man it really fucking is it really everywhere. is like you you can try and escape it as much as you want or try to live in a world where you just kind of block it out yeah. but then you're just making it worse on yourself <laughs> and like even the it. smallest things right the smallest things are weird right and like I used to like ignore the weirdness and you I bet you know a lot of people like that who like literally like Godzilla can come down from the sky and they'd be like nope. obviously dude it's just like light reflecting on fog I'm like yeah. he's seen- killing people right? <laughs> <laughs> haven't you seen holograms Tupac was that Tupac <laughs> but uh I remember one time like even simple things like when you're on substances it really doesn't matter what it is it could be too much beer, too much whatever. Something happens upstairs. And I don't know what it is, but you seem to be more open to, which is why like, a lot of artists create under the influence of things, because it opens you up a little bit. Yeah. Remember when they were tripping and were hanging out, and I got my fiance, you know, she got me a bag for my birthday with a bunch of cool stuff in it, and there was a balloon. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Smiley face balloon. Okay. And also, like, uh, Felice Cumplianos, because we always get each other, like, different <laughs> life and birthday balloons, right? So, uh, this balloon's there, and my, and my girl's like, hey, like, that balloon, like, can you get it out of the room? Like, yeah, whatever, like, okay. Like, I get it, you're tripping, I get it. And I look, and this balloon is kind of funky. Uh... Something's not right. Mm. And I go... It's a balloon. (laughs) So the balloon, I don't have a, I don't, I didn't have, the windows weren't open, I did not have an air conditioning or a fan. This balloon is like this. So it's like, could you imagine it's like, I already know. Staring down, right? Staring down at me, right? It's staring down at me, and I'm looking at it, and it's moving. And I'm sitting there, and I'm I'm like, I'm looking at this, I'm like, 
I need to get sober. (laughs) (laughs) This is the worst. This is what my grandmother warned me about. The dare commercials are real. (laughs) I am melting into the couch. So I'm looking at this balloon. And I go, fuck it, I'll take care of this. I jump up, I grab the balloon, and I bring it outside. I'm like, fuck it, just get out of my house. This balloon spins around, (laughs) spins around, comes into my face, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I swear to Christ, like a witch on a broom shoots off the fucking stuff. <laughs> like, listen, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever balloon. I don't know. Like, but like, it wasn't being a dick or nothing. It was just like, what's up? Thanks, dude. I'm out. Right? It's, it's, it's like the SpongeBob meme. I'm gonna head out. Right? Like, all right, bubble buddy. Take the fucking bus. Like what? Like and like so. And if if it was just me alone, I would never probably speak about this. Yeah. Oh I'm man, like, I'm just tripping. Right? I was tripping. Right? I'm gonna keep that to myself. You know. I literally, I I literally only I always get obviously like birthday balloons, whatever, and I keep them until they start floating because I get. Get your rash I told Chrissy that I was like, I need to kill them. No, I, got, no. I, got, <laughs> I, I didn't want to cut it. I was terrified. Well, to, and the preface, my house is very, very haunted. Okay. It's, it's 100 years old this year. There's two resident spirits that I have. One, okay. I've, one I've named Marie, one I've named George. Marie fucks with me a lot. And as soon as those balloons can start moving on their own, I'm done. Because I'm like, I'll wake up at 3 in the morning and have a balloon right over my head. Nah. And I can't deal with it. I hate balloons for the, like, after two days. I'm done. I can't I deal with know, them. I feel like it's somewhat it's too easy to move. It's like when you have like a an, like like we were talking about with Kenny and Ari doing the flashlight experiment to talk to spirit. You know, you loosen it just enough that they could just use enough yeah, energy. Yeah. And that I feel like balloons are a great conduit for that because I can't. That balloon starts coming near me, I know something's coming after me. I get irrationally afraid. That's, I'm like, nope. <laughs> I, if I woke up with, a, with something even close, like I'm like, what? You know, like what's going on? Uh, that's. I, couldn't even. My balloons uh, always come for me too. I tie them on my closet door by my by like my bedroom door, and I'm all the way across the room, and they're always coming at me. I'm like, mm, no, thank you. And there's no air in my room. It's hot as fuck in there. There's nothing yeah. pulling it. You I ever heard of um, that weird story about called Jeff the Mongoose? Oh my! Uh, God. I'm standing right now. <laughs> I listened to a podcast called, and that's why we drink, and they covered this. Okay. And this is the I. Fill me in. Fucking Jeff the Mongoose is this. What is a spirit of a Okay, so these people were like living in this house. And fucking talked to people, And they claimed that there was a fucking mongoose living in the wall. He was like a 70 or 80 year old spirit from India that came to the United States. But then they found out that was all bullshit too. The spirit was lying to them. Yeah, and he would like fuck with them and chase the daughter. It would spy on the neighbors and and be like, oh, you want me to go kill their cattle for you? Like. This is like the 1880s, right? Like, this is like. But also, like. Even that, I give it a little bit. The 1880s were a weird time in America. Yeah. Because the rise yeah. of spiritualism, right? I was just going to say about spiritualism was rising. You know, like, here's the deal, right? Like, a lot of things came, like, the Ouija board. Uh-huh. And, like, the Ouija board, like, itself was bullshit, but it could be used for real shit, right? Like, it's one of those things where I it's like. I don't trust like, it. I don't trust a Ouija board. You know, uh, I, I grew up with that shit. My mom had a, my mom had a Ouija board that I'm was passed to her. 
It's like a special one. Oh, and those carved. are the ones you. It's not called a Ouija board. Yeah, because yeah. like Ouija boards, like the Parker the Has- Brothers. Yeah, the yeah. Hasbro. Hasbro. Yeah. Uh, but These like real this one is like only passable from woman to woman. Okay. And so yeah. my mom didn't have uh, her friend didn't have any daughters. She gave it to my mom, and like it's like wooden. And like when shit would hit the fan, like my mom would pull out the wooden board. You know what I mean? Like, mom, go get the planchette. Like, we I got like, some you know, like, contact in the like, My mom was like, "Oh, you're 14 now. Here's a stack of books by Alistair Crowley, <laughs> right? Like, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. I want to meet your mother. <laughs> she sounds like my kind of lady. <laughs> we can be friends. You know, but the paranormal. I don't like that. The residential is like, I, where I'm living right, right, right now. Okay, mm-hmm. there's some spookiness. The house is just. Unorthodox, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it was supposed to be a clubhouse originally. Like this guy, he's a landlord. He was gonna build this clubhouse for him and his boys. Cool. Okay. So they, yeah. there's like tons of shit there, but then he didn't, and he became an alcoholic, and then he mm-hmm. rented the house out to my fiance's mom, who lives there mm-hmm. still, and then forgot about doing everything and left everything and died. Oh okay? wow! Shit. So there's just tons oh, of fuck. shit there. There's just tons of shit, and like there's always like this weird ominous feeling, like, and. uh there's a crack in the shower. Mm-hmm. This is where it's, okay? And uh, my fiance takes a shower. We're tripping. And she goes, I don't like that back corner. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, right? That's a weird thing. So I go in there, and I'm taking a shower, like, the next day. I'm not even on acid anymore. And I look, and I feel like there's something staring at me. Oh, the, through that hey, fucking crack. It's no. a tiny, I mean, like, but, nope. like, you literally feel like there's something there. And, like, so... That place is weird. I live in the parking lot of an H&R block. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. where I'm living doesn't have an address. So, it's kind of like the place that time forgot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right? And uh, But it's just spooky down there. You know, late late at night. But it's not, like, crazy spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of wish it was. You know? <laughs> because, like, there's excitement there. You yeah. Know? Like, it's yeah. thrilling. You know, it's thrilling. thrilling. It's thrilling until shit hits the fan. And yeah. Then, like, where I used to... Listen. Where I lived in Missouri... The director. Have you ever heard of Neil Cassidy? No. He was a beat poet who like influenced the way everyone spoke. He talked like this man, and like the way he like super. He he had a black vernacular, mm-hmm. and he brought it to like white Americans. In the he was the original Jive Turkey. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it was like a huge big deal, right? Like he's so smooth, right? Oh. But that's how this guy talks, and he was like, "Listen, I have to give you a heads up, brother." I go, "What's up, man?" He's like, "A little girl died in your house." Ah, nope. And I'm like. Okay, mm. right? Like, really? Like, yeah, yeah. A little girl fucking died in my house. Like, it's, it's not like a spooky story. Like, actual, yeah. And uh, he would tell, he'd be like this: if you ever feel so, like, <laughs> we had this house, two bedroom, bathroom, crack house. Looked nice, but the floors weren't even typical. <laughs> and we had a huge lot behind our house of just a huge lawn, uh, and then there was a creek. And uh, he'd be like this, if you ever feel lost, brother, just walk to the creek. Oh, God. And I'm like, okay. This is the same, <laughs> the same dude who would like grab your hands and he'd be like, you honor us. Like, he's like a really hippie guy, right? So I'm like, whatever. The creek was weird. Mm. We went out there to the creek. And my meth head neighbor, who has featured heavily in most, uh, mm, most, yes. of, most of my latest writing, because <laughs> it's just one of those characters you stumble upon and you're like, you are a hero. You are a despicable human in your own right, but I love you, right? Um, 
he was this old man who'd been there since forever, and he was all fucked up, and he would be like, I don't go to the creek. I'd be like, why, dude? <laughs> He'd be like, don't. He would, like, forbid me from going out to this creek. And I went out there. It was all dried up. But there was nothing, but there was, like, something weird. You know, like... That energy was... Oh, crazy. that house is so weird. I'm talking about, like, we'd wake up with the door wide open. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. there ain't no one around. Well, I guess there were a few people around. But well, you know, like I'm always thinking it's my neighbor. Like my neighbor's like, yeah, twenty bucks. Right? <laughs> Whoa, I need to clean your floors. Yeah, listen, I will scrub your stove. Right? Uh, but now, like stuff like that would happen. Uh, we would just like hear things in the middle of the, and, like we'd be hanging out, and like just shit would be weird. Like so, I move in there, and I'm paranoid. Yeah. Okay. Because this residency I was at, I was like. 60% funded by General Electric mm-hmm. and General Electric is funded by the government and the government had artist residencies to influence culture in the 50s definitely a scam so <laughs> I sent my buddy the only skinny one I knew I made him walk through the entire attic to find like surveillance equipment like a bug or something yeah. something and like he didn't find nothing but like I don't know man we would talk personally in that place and just like shit would happen. I mean, like it was almost like the entire town. And maybe it's just like my urban view mm-hmm. on living in small town America. But it was like my I would we were talking confidence in the house, and like shit would manifest. Like I'd be like, man, like I'm hurting. Like I gotta find a way to get some money. Like I don't get paid for that weekend. Like somebody would knock on my door and be like, hey, what's up, man? You need a hundred bucks. Like it was kind of, but like. They also didn't want me to leave. Like the town, like it was a weird thing, right? Because like they hate outsiders. Yeah. You can come, but you can. But they didn't want me to leave. Like I left to come here, and the girls I worked with were crying because people don't leave. Do you know what I mean? But like that whole town, like I'm telling you, like it is spooky, Bell, Missouri. It is like. I'm so intrigued. Oh, it's just like (laughs) creepiest shit out there, and like. I don't know what it is, and I don't know what draws the level of mystics and the level of weirdness. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely like everything was just spooked, yeah. and all the churches were old. And there was a place called Somerville, mm-hmm. and Somerville was like a '40s boom town right after World War II. Ooh, okay. And they, so they just started dropping these fucking houses everywhere all over America. But Bell, where I was living, blew up faster than Somerville, huh. so no one lives in Somerville. Is it abandoned? Yeah. Is this a full? Yeah. There's like 16 empty houses. And I, I, I guarantee you tweakers are in yeah. there. And yeah. they're cooking, right? Because like every now and then you hear like a boom. Like, what's that? Oh, that's Uncle Jimmy's lab. Right? <laughs> it's Dexter's laboratory. Right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would, you know, the Midwest itself is weird. Missouri itself, I would say, like, next time you're out there, dude, like, you got to go in and you got to check it out. I mean, like, everything's weird. Road trip. Yeah, right? I, yeah, I think so. Bring the podcast on the road. Yeah. Ooh. We can. Oh. We can and we should. We, I, that's the dream. That's the don't dream. Don't worry. We're already working towards it. You don't have to keep dreaming. Ooh, perfect. We're doing. Don't stop believing. Um, can you drop some socials on me? I can. You can find us on Twitter at... Mm-hmm. Because I think I, I, my brain stopped. We've working. gone for an hour and twenty minutes. This is the longest episode. Well, this is the longest Sorry if I talk too much. No, it's okay. This <laughs> has been ass, amazing. This is amazing. Don't review my email. So I, you know, just um, wow, so much that we talked about, and it doesn't even feel like a friggin' <laughs> no. hour. 
it felt no, that flew. like a minute. That flew by. Yeah. So, so. if you want to find us on Twitter, it's GWCP underscore podcast. And then on Instagram is GhostedWCP. And then if you have your own paranormal story, blah, 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 blah. if you have your own paranormal story and you want to come on the show and be a guest or you want to write in and we can read it anonymously or not, you can email us at ghostedwithkristenpage at gmail.com. Just put listener story or interview, just put something in the subject line so I know what's happening. But that, yeah. Confirmation email. <laughs> Damien, what about you? Got anything you need yeah, to tag? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Damien Rucci, D-A-M-I-A-N-R-U-C-C-I. I have a new book coming out next, not next, in two weeks. So Holy Jesus. shit. Um, it's called uh, Poetry Group. It's called The New Prophets of Poetic Discord. The book's called The Ghosts of Our Words Will Become Heroes in Hell. That'll be out August 17th, I believe. Hell yeah. Woo-wee. Thank That's you what we're for talking about. Thank you so much. Thank this you. was slow clap it out. That was a great <laughs> episode. I was, oh, man. That was awesome. Well, we'll catch you guys next time, and thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in, yeah. everyone. See Jeff ya. the Mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Jeff the Mongoose. Oh,